there is, isn't a really a big cost to SEO. You, it's right. taking the time to write good content, writing good blogs. That someone on your team can possibly do that. And what we we're saying before is that this right now, when you're, we're doing all this SEO and digital marketing, it's everyone is focused on cutting costs, like you were saying, and we're going back to the basics of what are working. And as I mentioned before, SEO has always worked and it always works and it always will work. So this time when we can invest and with very little capital, I feel if you're not hyper-focused, not just focused, but like hyper-focused on SEO, you're honestly can't, you're not taking advantage of the situation. I feel like any business should be trying to take advantage of that. Welcome to the winning e-commerce experience show where it's all about creating a brand that your customers love so they keep coming back. This show is brought to you by DataQ. Your store experience begins with your homepage. DataQ improves your conversion rate up to 30% by showing each visitor a personalized homepage based on their interest. And now your host, Sharam Anver. Hey guys. Our guest today is the Digital Marketing Director at Catsy, a product experience management company. You'll find digital marketing courses on Udemy by him, and he also runs a digital marketing channel on YouTube. Michael Korinsky, great to have you with us. <laughs> Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just um, reading that product experience management company. That's, 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 that's quite a bit. Uh, that's, um, so maybe you want to just break that down for us. Um, what does that mean? Yeah, that's a mouthful. Um, it's it's shortened by PXM. That's a lot, what a lot of people call it. But it's basically a derivation of PIM software, PIM, which is product inventory management, mm -hmm. which is uh, online software, cloud-based software that compiles all your images, all your product information to one repository that you can send out to different places. Mm -hmm. But what PXM or product experience management is is being hyper-focused on the syndication of products. So sending your product information or 360 spins assets, anything to different retailers like Home Depot, Target, um, Amazon, any of those, and just be hyper-focused on that to get your products and brand images directly onto all retailers that you want to. And that's a, it's an incredibly complex um, <laughs> problem right now that a lot of businesses are having, getting all that right. information and sending it to different channels. So it's a, it's a, it's a big uh, problem we're solving. Yeah, so I mean, I guess essentially you're helping people go multi-channel, right? So not just think about their own. So I guess it's like if someone's got their own website, then you're helping them with a few clicks of a button, I guess, um, get selling on multiple platforms. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of our customers have Shopify or Magento stores and whatnot. And then we take all that product information they have and make it specific because all these different retailers have different requirements for like their products, like well, how many bullet points they have they have or what kind of how long their descriptions are. And we seamlessly send that out to all the different retailers through our PXM module, which is we have support for a bunch of different retailers across all kinds of verticals. And so, so yeah, that's what Got it. And so, so where does the digital marketing come in? Like, I, I, I think that's a huge topic, right? And I, and, and, and I know we, we were talking a little bit about this earlier and you were saying, like out of everything, SEO is like your, your forte. So um, is that how you spend most of your day where you're really thinking about all the best keywords to rank for? <laughs> 
Yeah, so I've been hyper focused on the SEO. Like, um, I've been in the SEO business for like 20 years, basically ever since I started working. So I've seen all the different types of tactics and things that work in SEO. So anything I basically do, I, I'm the director there for digital marketing. So I handle all sorts of digital marketing, but I'm, and I think this is why I, I'm a really good fit and why we're having success is that every kind of our process, I have the SEO in the back, back of my mind. So anything mm -hmm. we're doing, I'm thinking about those keywords or thinking about those alt tags or thinking, creating a keyword bank to make sure that we're always using that and finding the best kind of links that we can for our, and everything we're kind of doing has a kind of a seamless process to it with SEO as the backbone. Cause throughout my years of experience, one thing I've noticed with SEO is it's, it's the one digital marketing channel that always brings back more than you put in. Like you put in a little bit of work mm -hmm. in SEO, it's going to give you 10 X return over time. It's not as immediate as like PPC or different types of digital marketing where you want immediate reward, but SEO after one or two years, it, it just keeps growing. It's like a snowball. All effect. Yeah. And, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier about how this pandemic seems to have accelerated um, existing trends. And, you know, one of the things you were talking about is that, well, it's all inbound now. Um, yeah. And um, so, so is that, is that something, it, it sounds like that's something you'd recommend every digital marketer do and just sort of not maybe, I don't know, like what your view is on like, would you throw out outbound entirely or would you just say it's like a high percentage of your time should be spent on inbound? Like what's your view on what, what's that balance like for you? <laughs> Well, like we were mentioning before, it's, it, this is the first time I feel like in our industry that inbound is honestly on the pedestal above outbound. It's always been about like, you know, outbound sales and trying to get that in. And now we're seeing all our SERP or all of our uh, impressions on Google and everything just going through the roof. Everyone is looking through Google or inbound, not answering phone calls anymore. Like they're doing their own research. And this is honestly a it, it, if you're not focused on the inbound side of the business right now, you're honestly, everyone else is focused on it because that's where they're seeing the rewards coming right now. So if you're not focused on it, I feel like you're going to be losing this next couple months or whatever, how long this takes with the COVID because everyone is focused, hyper-focused on the inbound side because that's what's actually working right now. So um, one of the one of the casualties with um, this pandemic situation is obviously cash flow, right? Like I think a lot of businesses are struggling with this right now, and um, one of the sort of the easy things to cut or the obvious things which most people go for is marketing budget. So I think PPC campaigns get uh, slashed. Um, obviously, if people have money, they'll keep doing it, but these are sort of the easy pickings for cutting costs. Um, but it it sounds at least with with uh, inbound it's not more it, it's it's the cost is less on actually spending on ads and things like that but it's more of like that time right so would you say that if people are cutting down on the marketing budget please don't touch your seo strategy is, is that like what your like guideline right now is i i would agree 100 percent because there is isn't a really a big cost to seo you it's right. taking the time to write good content writing good blogs that someone on your team can possibly do that and what we we're saying before is that this right now when you're we're doing all this seo and digital marketing it's everyone is focused on cutting costs like you're saying and 
we're going back to the basics of what are working. And as I mentioned before, SEO has always worked and it always works and it always will work. So this time when we can invest and with very little capital, I feel if you're not hyper-focused, not just focused, but like hyper-focused on SEO, you're honestly can't, you're not taking advantage of the situation. I feel like any business should be trying to take advantage of that. Because right. So, so I guess anyone like people listening in right now will be thinking, okay, I've, I've, I've gotten this advice quite a lot. Um, and you know, people are constantly telling me to blog and things like that. Um, but I guess one of the concerns would be, yes, SEO is important, but I suppose the results are very dependent on how well you execute, right? Um, you, it's not just going out there and writing a whole bunch of blogs and just sitting back. So um, maybe we can just start off by maybe just getting into like a little bit of a one-on-one, a one-on-one where, where, you know, we've got a business, they've got a few, they've got customers, they've got some steady revenue coming in and they haven't really talked about, thought about SEO seriously. So, you know, if you were say consulting for, I mean, let, let's make it the most specific example, right? Let's, let's say, um, let, let's pick a business that I think hit particularly hard. So, you know, these brick and mortar stores like a grocer, for instance, uh, where they've got zero. Um, or you, I'll, I'll leave you to pick another business if you prefer. <laughs> but, but, you know, you're, you're going up to them and they're saying, look, I've, we've, we've done okay so far. Mm-hmm. But now you're telling me I need to do SEO and think about that. Like, what does that process look like? Like, how would I start? So let's think of a like jewelry store. No one's buying jewelry right now. And all those brick and mortar stores are closed. I mean, I'm sure people are buying e-commerce jewelry, but it's hard. That's like same thing with clothing. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of clothing stores, but right now um, it's one thing you want to see in person. So it's really hard to sell jewelry right now. I imagine I don't have any customers, but this is one example we could talk about. Right. But um, for them, it's all about the inward look of your business. So yeah, everyone tells you to write blogs, but how many times has someone told you to look at your link profiles in the blogs and look at the alt tags on the images and check out all the descriptions and title tags of every page you have. Like that doesn't take too expertise knowledge. You can just look at the title. Does that make sense? Is, is that something that people are looking for? Mm-hmm. And then optimizing every single page. And this is a perfect time to do it because we have some extra time, especially with the, those businesses. And those pages have like, say that jewelry store has as some blogs, they have hundreds of pages they've probably never looked at since they press publish. And that's mm-hmm. honestly my number one tip in SEO is always be improving your content. Don't let your content sit for years or even months. You want to always be improving that process. And this is a perfect time. To do that. What does that optimization process look like though? So I, I think, you know, for instance, if I was that um, entrepreneur and I'm looking at my site, um, I think I, I'm going to just apply my gut feeling to these titles, right? I would probably look at the title and be like, eh, and you, you kind of get into this paralysis analysis sometimes where you can keep improving it too. And, and I don't think anyone's ever really happy with their site. So um, what kind of, um, what I'm getting at is that like with SEO, uh, at least from what I've read, one of the things you've got to really know is to think about like strategically what keywords you want to rank for and then you plan your content around that. So, um, would like so how would someone actually think about these keywords so take this jewelry store um you know how would they do that no that you're exactly right that's exactly what i was going to say is that this is a one of those times you can start creating an overarching marketing strategy just for seo and that's usually the best way to do that is just to start off with a keyword bank and come up with like top 10 keywords for your business so that jewelry store let's say you know 
um, gold necklaces in Chicago or something. Mm -hmm. And that's their three word keyword that they want. And so anytime you're building a new page and stuff, you're looking, if you're using those three words close to each other, at least a few times in each page. So, and if you keep doing that and let's, that's just one keyword, but they have 10 and you do, and you go through every single page and check every single image. You can put alt tags in those images with those keywords too. And if you just analyze all this content with those keywords in mind, you're going to be in a great position after that. Cause most people, a lot of people are doing it now, but most people never look at and re revamp their uh, content afterwards. And, and right. I'd also sprinkle, sprinkle in a little bit of link building and be so, there too with just your pages, like different links to different pages in your. So talk us through link building. What does that mean? Um, it's just having a good link um, ratio, basically. So you, you don't want to have any stragglers of your content that's not linked out anywhere. You want to have multiple links in your uh, uh, content that's linking out to different pages within your website and different pages outside your website. There's, there's a perfect ratio, uh, golden ratio that people call it, but everyone has little different ones from experience. And that's kind of like the, you know, your secret formula that a lot of uh, digital marketers use is that golden ratio. But um, basically what it means is just, you don't want to have a content without links linking to other content because every post that you're doing, if you have a few links and then you do another post with a few links, that's an exponential amount of links that you're building because then those pages are going to be linked with more links. So you're mm. building your link profile exponentially with your own content. Most people look outbound for links. They try to get links on different blogs and whatnot. And that's one or two links that you're going to get. But this, if you look at your inbound or inward uh, content, with links you're gonna have immediate success because that you're completely in charge of that content right that makes sense no no that, that, that I, I think that totally does it's um so essentially go figure out what keywords you want to rank for and it's uh, and then like from what you said i i think that was a really good example where you said like gold necklace chicago it sounds like you really want to be as specific as possible especially if you're really small because you don't want to go into battle with uh, with someone with deeper pockets who's been, um, you know, uh, I think writing content for much longer and then, uh, go review your website. And then while you're executing on content, uh, try to do as much as you can, um, to improve the number of links between the different pages that you've got. Yeah, exactly. You have to know who you are too. So if you're like a mid-sized, small mid-sized business, you are never going to complete for gold necklace, you know, like in Google, that's just yes. never going to happen. Even in the shopping ads or something that it's going to be out of your, out of your budget. But, um, but that's why the beauty of long tail keywords, that's what are those, those are called more than like three words. You can get really specific with it, like gold necklace in North side of Chicago for wedding anniversaries or something like that. That, right that you can probably get in the first couple pages right away if you have a uh if you have a broad structure in place to try to rank for that keyword and there's there's you can get a lot of traffic from those long tail keywords too yeah and i was, and I was about to say that those long tail keywords can be very valuable too because i i would assume even if you spend all your time ranking for gold net golden necklace you probably won't get that conversion anyway because it's so vague that maybe the person is not very clear but if you only sell within chicago then you're far more likely to get the sale if you rank for a word with Chicago in, right? 
Yeah, your relevance rate goes up the roof because then you're you're part of Chicago. They that's what they're looking for. Like your click through ratio is definitely going to go up high, much higher in those long tail keywords than the so so what is that big ones? Even if you rank for those big ones. So we've just talked about essentially coming up with a basic SEO strategy, right? So um, so, so now let's say like we we built this, but you said something very interesting at the at the start in terms of like how you run your job as a digital marketing director. That what like it doesn't mean that your job is only SEO, but every digital marketing activity that you do, you look at it from an SEO perspective. And um, mm -hmm. so, so maybe I, I think let's sort of translate that to people listening in. So, you know, like it sounds like, okay, we've got this SEO strategy now. I'm a jeweler and I really want to rank for Chicago. Um, how do we build all the other stuff that we're doing to go really around that? Because I'm assuming like, you know, we're sending out emails to our customers. We've got a few ads going on. Uh, we're probably posting some content on social media. Um, how do we bring that all together to complement SEO? Yeah, so it really starts with that. You have to make a nice, I always tell people, it's the foundation that matters of any marketing plan. So you want to build a solid foundation, and that always usually starts with that keyword bank that I'm talking about. So mm -hmm. if you have those 10, 20, 50 keywords in mind, just the words mm -hmm. that you're using, you want to be consistent with that language. And it also doesn't just help SEO standard. It helps for your brand marketing, that people have a consistent brand image for your business that you're using. And that really helps people calm down, not just calm down, but trust you more because you have a vision and you're sticking to it. And they're, you're more consistent with your vision. And people really pick up on that quickly. So having that found foundation of that keyword bank is I, I would say paramount to anyone that doesn't have that and is trying marketing. It's kind of like a shotgun effect. You don't really know what you're, what, what's effective or not because you're not judging on, on anything basically. So it's really, right. you have to be like a sniper focused here with those 20 keywords or whatnot and just focus on those with, in social media with your newsletters and all that will really work together beautifully. Right. I like the um, metaphor there. So sniper good, shotgun bad. <laughs> well, there's other times when shotgun <laughs> strategy works really well too. But I think in this certain time, especially for small and mid-sized businesses, the sniper uh, method is definitely the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I think that makes sense, right? Essentially, it's like the smaller you are, the more important it is to focus. Um, you know, like uh, Coca-Cola can spend millions and millions of dollars on just branding uh, billboards. You don't do that when you're a small business. Like it's far more about ROI. So you know, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's it's bottom up. It all builds. All those long tails build eventually into this uh, a small, a small, short tail keywords like that all builds into a snowball effect where eventually you might become within tw 10 years or 20 years that Coca-Cola in your niche too, because you're building all that information, you're building trust, you're building authority. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Like <laughs> I'll I, take I, Pepsi too. I'll, <laughs> I'll be Pepsi too. <laughs> yeah. Just to be a repair. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so, um, Hopefully people are already doing some version of this, right? Because essentially what we're saying is like, have a strategy. Um, it doesn't matter what yeah. it is, but just have a strategy. And, um, you know, one of the things I've heard is that, um, yes, this pandemic has been, uh, obviously it's disrupted so much. It's, it's such a huge change. It's like unprecedented um, shock to the system. Um, but leaving aside the businesses that are directly affected, by, you know, for instance, travel and things like this, where 
it doesn't matter how good you were, no one wants to travel right now. I, I think most businesses are affected by how how well run they were from a marketing standpoint before the pandemic started, right? Because mm -hmm. you were talking about inbound and inbound, like you said, it's not something you do today and it starts doing coming like paying, giving you fruits tomorrow. Like maybe the people who were investing inbound a year ago are going to be doing slightly okay. I don't want to say they're doing well because the traffic from SEO has not dried up. Whereas someone who wasn't thinking about it too much is probably like paying a pretty heavy price right now. No, you're totally right. And that, and that's what I was mentioning before. Everyone is going to be focused on this SEO and what you can do within your organization. So if you're not focused at all on SEO or you're not focused at all on improving your own processes within, you are going to get past leaps and bounds by everyone else that's hyper-focused on this right now. And like, take example for like Katsy here, for example, again, like when I came on, I started uh, SEO right away and mm -hmm. we're seeing incredible uh, right now um, results from the work that we've been doing right away. And that's because we had a unique problem where it's, it was hard, it was hard. People didn't know they had a problem with this mm -hmm. product experience management. Like they would just do it manually and, you know, hire four people to update all their listings everywhere. And they didn't right. know there was an easier way. It's that aha moment that people get when they see the, our software and like how it works that they understand, okay, now we have a problem. So inbound was always a good way to do that because outbound that's hard to do. Like you can't explain that over the phone or um, you really have to show them the product demo for that to work. But so it's really hard to know where your business is and where your business is going in the future you really have to adapt right now in these in these times especially let's dive into that example because i think that's a really interesting one and i think a lot of entrepreneurs i mean ourselves included you know like we do personalization and i don't think anyone's really googling for how to do this like i i think they try to get someone to like change the home page every x days they don't think that it could be automated so um, you know, are you using concepts like an awareness letter where you're like doing different content, um, depending on, um, like what people are looking for? Like, how do you, cause essentially what you're saying is the keywords I want to rank for, nobody is searching for. So I need to find other ways to find the people who are going to be my customers. Right. So, so what's the thought process behind that? Like, how did you actually. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to go into all the secrets that we've done, but we have gone for, uh, like similar people that have similar problems, but not exactly with retailer base. Like a lot of the problems of just exporting data from certain places or doing things is still a headache. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of time right now to do webinars, do different videos on this topic, to inform people how to fix that problem. They're like, okay, that is a problem I was having. But then at the end saying, okay, we have a better solution. You don't have to worry about this problem anymore. You just press a button and it's, it's fixed. And they're like, mm -hmm. so you're, it's kind of a customer funnel you're building. You're you're making a very general kind of concept and then funneling them towards, okay, this is a solution you kind of need now because why would you go through that funnel again when we have a solution that's much easier? Right, and you know, like I'm just trying to link this back to sort of your traditional e-commerce. And um, th there's a lot of, I think, different types of e-commerce where content can be very helpful. Uh, like for instance, I think baby products. Um, you you tend to have like people who buy baby products tend to do a ton of research before they buy something it's it's that kid like i mean i'm, I'm a, I'm a yeah. dad i know i did that before i bought a stroller so um maybe maybe there's um different products that you have which people 
tend to need to do a little bit more research on and they could apply the same tactics that you talked about. Like it doesn't mean that this is like a software app kind of thing only. Like I'm pretty sure e-commerce company could even do webinars too. Exactly. No, I think all these things that are seem so basic before, like blogging, newsletters, you know, webinars or videos, like things that you didn't really focus on because, you know, the inbound side was working. Like those PPC ads were working, the Facebook ads were working, the outbound calls or the inbound calls were working or outbound calls were working. But all those th things were kind of just on the wayside. You didn't really focus on them now is the, definitely the time to focus on that because that's what is in your control. You don't have control over everything else that's happening. You just have control on your own business. So right. if you have to be really fine tuning all those processes again, I, I know I'm sounding like a broken clock, but it's what every business is doing right now. So if you're not doing it, you're really losing. Right now. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, the, you know, the, the other question which uh, comes to my mind when we're talking about this is that, um, you mentioned when you started doing this work for Catsy, or, but even if you talk about this jewelry store, um, one of the more annoying things about SEO is that you don't get the quick result, right? And um, it takes time. So um, I say it's annoying because generally when you start doing something, you really want some quick feedback so you get some validation that you're doing the right thing, right? Strategy changes are expensive. Um, so... Um, what kind of measurement or how, like, you know, what would you advise someone who, who's thinking, who, who's now thought, all right, that this sounds good. I've got to get my keywords. I've got to get my strategy. I'm going to write some content. But how do I measure this? Like, how long do I have to wait till I know that this is working? And if it's not, you know, how do I change that? You know, that's a, a really good question because this is a big pain point in SEO because anytime you do change, actually, it could hurt you the first couple weeks. Like, sure. even if you're doing a really good change, you might see drops in everything because there's a Google dance that's going to happen. I usually like to see the drop because that means I'm doing something well, but there's other ways to see how you're doing. And I think the number one way is just through uh, the Webmaster Console, their search console in Google. Mm -hmm. There's so many tools there to see. You can see where you're, you know, what position you are for whatever keywords you are, what kind of keywords you have like those long tail keywords you can find right there you can see the impressions how many people are seeing your keyword and how many people are clicking on it so the click-through ratio that's incredibly powerful at the beginning to see if that if people are clicking more on your content it doesn't matter where that content is it might be on the 10th page 7th page if people are clicking on it more you've done some positive work on that thing i think mm -hmm. that uh search console console is a wealth of information there's so much more information you can see to judge if your content is working or not but it's honestly a really that's a great question because it's really hard to judge it especially in the first couple months because seo really is a long game like especially like when with catsy i would say the first couple weeks when i was doing changes we definitely saw a downward trend but right. the last couple months it's just been all upward because you are google's trying to find your authority again to see if you actually have a brand voice or if you actually are doing the right kind of link building and right now it's kind of testing you those first couple because it's seeing you're making a lot of changes so it's a, that's a great question, but I would definitely recommend checking out uh, the search console. And even there, there's a lot of things you can do just for, to help your SEO that a lot of businesses do. I was a consultant before Catsy, and you wouldn't believe how many people just don't have like a site map or right. don't like <laughs> do very basic things in the search console that it will immediately impact your business. Like there's so much profit profitability being lost with people not focused on SEO. It's an easy way to get some people inbound.
Wait, so, so let's make a quick detour there because I think that's a really important point. Like when you in your consultant days, what were like maybe a few things on top of your head that you were like, oh my God, I can't believe you are not doing X, <laughs> right? So like, so someone listening who can just maybe stop the podcast right now and go fix that. Like what are the things which are like, holy crap, go do this right now. Uh, you know, what, <laughs> can you walk us through a few? Yeah, well, the first is definitely I would, look at and see if you have a sitemap that's been updated in the last year or two because I've that's honestly I think 90% of people their last time they updated their sitemap was like four years ago three years ago right. or sometimes they don't even have a sitemap and that's how Google really knows how to check your content correct me if I'm wrong but I think uh, Shopify does this for you automatically right yeah so Shopify WordPress they do especially if you have those plugins and apps for for that but right. you have to actually submit it in your Google Merchant account or Google uh, Search Console account. Mm. So we'll have the search uh, map and Google knows that like it's sitemap, sitemap.xml at the end of your URL, but it doesn't know that guaranteed and it won't be looking for that. It'll just find it when it's look, like looking through links. So if you actually have it in the Search Console and uh, you authenticate it with your account, so it knows it's 100% uh, from you, yeah, yeah it's legit. Um, they'll, they'll be looking at it every single day, you know, anytime you uh, update it. And you'll see so much more impact right away if you just have a legit updated sitemap in your um, console. That's one thing. And then titles, I would say, is the second thing. You won't believe how many people just, or like their search URLs or something, just they don't have keywords anywhere in their titles or the URL. The two top places you could actually get. Right. Um, that's the two top places people, People look and the bots look at for content. So guys, with the pandemic on, I mean, most of you are most likely at home right now. So if you heard that and you don't have a sitemap updated or your titles are looking shabby, pause this right now and go fix it. <laughs> All right, back <laughs> to you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of other things that you could definitely be doing, like those links structures. I mean, another 99% of people don't have alt tags on their images. Like that's a free place to put a keyword, like, and another place for discovery. You're in Google images then for the discovery for that keyword. Mm. So there's very simple things you can do. And always remember when you're updating to try to update the date also, because the date relevancy in Google is incredibly important now, especially in the last year, like the date that your content is published is incredibly important. Right, so it's a recency that they're always going to get a high priority, right? Yes, exactly. So, so you, have a, you have like a 10-year-old, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's okay, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you go ahead, no, you go ahead. Um, no, so, I, so I want to come back to the topic we were talking about in terms of the, the, the measurement, right? So, um, because it's, it's kind of a hard sell at this point because, um, it's a bit like, you know, when, when, when something's coming at you, like the last thing you should do is panic and you should really think through on what you should do. Like, you know, if like say a lion's running at you, like apparently like you shouldn't just run. And the thing is like with this, I don't know, I, um, that's a pretty bad analogy, but like the whole thing with this pandemic is that I think the, the impulsive action is to make big changes. Like mm -hmm. go do a hundred different things right now. But what you're talking about is that, no, SEO is really important and you're going to see results. We're talking months, not days, not weeks. So 
I, I guess it needs someone to be a little bit disciplined in, in thinking about this where um, they're thinking, okay, like I, I've got to be prepared to take a bit of a hit because um, this is going to be making my business viable over the long run. Well, yeah, I mean, but the thing about SEO and looking inbound or inwards is um, that it's completely in your, your control and it doesn't take a lot of capital to do like, and so many people before were 90% of their marketing budget was in, um, you know, PPC ads or Google ads mm-hmm. or Facebook, mm-hmm. social media postings, but that's not working as much anymore. And eventually if you don't focus on SEO right now, this is what I keep saying. And this is something that resonates with people because they understand that people a are looking inwards at, at their content right now. Cause they have more time and, they don't have as much of capital. So it's like one thing they can possibly do. Mm-hmm. So if you just think about it that way, that everyone else is doing it. So if you're not doing changing at all and not looking inwards at your content and your SEO strategy, or just the foundation of how you're marketing, if you have a marketing plan at all, those are the things that can really help you get through, not just get through this time, but to elevate your business and get even better after this time. Sure. But, but I think, but I'm just coming back to the, the concern really here is time, right? So um, what can somebody do to maybe, because I've heard of strategies where you try to mix um, paid search with your SEO. So maybe you, 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 you put it up on say a Facebook ad where you try to get more traffic coming in and then uh, try to get that to sort of jumpstart your SEO a bit. So if someone who's got a little bit of cash and they're, they're, they're trying to like make the SEO go faster, um, where you know maybe they, they took your suggestion and they, they, they changed the strategy, they looked at Search Console, they're seeing some pretty good data right now on clicks and now they want to just accelerate that. Is, are there options there to accelerate? Um, yeah, there's always options, but you're totally right because... I, I would never recommend just doing solely SEO because you need to have a nice balance between all your marketing efforts. So then it's unbalanced and then you're just, you're just, you're just going to get off pivot later. Mm-hmm. So you have to always have a balanced thing. And what I'm basically just saying in the end is just look as inward as possible. Cause this is the one time we have control of the only thing we have control right now we don't know what the future holds maybe this will be over in a month maybe it'll be over in two months maybe it'll be over in a week we have no control over that the only Mm -hmm. thing we have control on is our own content and our own strategy and like we don't know if people are going to be like keep going on facebook for you know to look at those ads or anything all we know is that we can update our content right now and invest a little bit on our own processes and our own um structure or marketing plan And that will have an impact sooner or later. It's not that it won't have an impact. Like I'll, you can spend a thousand dollars on some kind of ads and maybe not get any kind of a return. You spend a thousand dollars on marketing or on SEO, you're going to see that 10 X in a year you'll always will see a return with SEO. If you have a good SEO provider and a good SEO strategy. So, um, let's talk about execution. I, I think we've, 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 um, I think we've like covered quite a bit of ground here on, on, on the strategy side of things. Um, obviously having a good strategy doesn't complete your work, right? Like you need to be putting out good content. You need to be putting yeah. out content that people want to read. And I think Google, especially with the machine learning algorithms, has gotten very smart at figuring out keyword stuffing kind of content versus genuinely good content that people want to read. 
So, you know, maybe there's, I mean, I've spoken to a few um, uh, entrepreneurs who are thinking, you know what, I, I can't write. I really like this stuff, but I'm not, I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, how would you approach, how would you approach that? Like in, in terms of like, how do you, like, how do you look at execution? Like how, what should people do? That's a great question. I mean, that's always the concern is, I mean, you can have the greatest ideas, but you need the execution for it to be worth anything. So it's, that's always, it's an age old question. But if you, and there is a, a new SEO strategy or not a newish in the last couple of years, it's people used to have like landing pages, like, or like different blog posts that weren't very useful, that just had a lot about your keywords and whatnot, but you want to actually create like kind of something, some kind of content that people will share eventually, mm-hmm. or that, that means that it's useful. As soon as someone, like even one person shares your content, that that means you've actually impacted that person's life enough that they want to forward this on to people in their other uh, life. So that's incredibly useful if you see people sharing your content, but it's to create that. I mean, I don't want to say you want to be clickbaity or anything, but, yeah, was, <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> but there's so many different times right now that I, I, I don't like to focus too much on the coronavirus, but this is a goldmine right now for content because you can literally just add any keyword that you want or anything you're thinking about and then just add coronavirus to the end and like, you know, top jewelry trends for coronavirus or something like that's immediately useful. Like maybe like someone will eventually wants to see like what works, you know, in the coronavirus, like, you know, maybe there's different like face mask jewelries or something, you know, there's adding the coronavirus the end of the keyword is it's just a goldmine right now because everyone's searching that kind of stuff but i mean there's there's no silver bullet for this i mean content is king and it's hard to create compelling content that people like to share the but you kind of always have to just go into the user's viewpoint and see and see Hey. Right. Um, yeah, I, I lost you a little bit there, but I, I think I got your point. Like essentially, like look at the user's viewpoint and try to make sure that you're impacting them with something useful, right? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of companies do this in a different way, like Moz and stuff. They like once a year, I think it's Moz, they like do like the digital, biggest digital marketing trends of the year. And that's like their big content thing. And people just share their share that all over the web and they get so many backlinks just from that one once a year posts that they make they just Mm. survey a bunch of digital marketers and compile that into a report and that's their golden goose content that they have and that's honestly how they built their whole business i think is with that report so if you kind of can do a similar thing of just like compiling useful viewpoints in your business that's immediately right there shareable content the, the only thing I wanted to add in is that, you know, you mentioned adding coronavirus as a title. I just want everyone listening to this to please, please do not claim that your products are solutions or cures for coronavirus if they're not. So I've seen yes. a lot of this happening. So please do not. No, do please that. don't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. I hope that's not what I was implying either. Cause... No, no, no. But yeah, you know, like I think people have a way of hearing what they want to hear. So I, I know I want to make sure that that's really clear. Um, yeah. But absolutely. Like I, I think especially with the lockdown situation, um, it's changed people's behavior so much that, there's clearly like so many ways that you can write about your product that could fit into the new living situations people have, right? Like I, I saw an 
you know, as I was speaking to another entrepreneur a few weeks ago, where you know they make um, diaries and things like that, and then they just rebrand the product to be stuff that artists can doodle on and kids can draw in. It's because you know people are spending tons of time at home, and that that could be a perfect article with the coronavirus title that's saying like things to do with stationery with during coronavirus, and that would be a perfect little article. No, I, right now go onto Amazon.com and search coronavirus gifts. You'll see everyone rebranding like their coloring book for uh, coronavirus, like kids' activity book. Now it's for coronavirus, and there isn't that many people doing that. But the all the ones on the top are people that are rebranding their content just for coronavirus and i'm sure they're getting incredible amount of sales right now just from doing that and that's going to taper off within the next couple of weeks so this is just a strategy for <laughs> until everyone starts doing this because it's a it's a it's a free market right now if you just add coronavirus to different products that you have but don't say it's the cure to any or even <laughs> helps coronavirus this is, i'm just saying like best styles for coronavirus or something. <laughs> no, i hear you i hear you um Hey, this has been awesome, Mike. I, um, we talked about strategy, we talked about execution, and we talked about measurement. Um, I, mean, I think we covered quite a bit. Uh, you know, what are the, say, the top three takeaways for you, for people listening in? Well, yeah, I would say number one takeaway, and I've mentioned it a few times, is focus on your content right now as much as you can, because if you're not, you are definitely losing. The second thing is, it's a definitely the time, if you wouldn't believe how many people just don't have an overbearing even in your mind, overbearing marketing plan. You should probably put it in words and putting it in paper so you can follow it later. But having doing those two things right away right now is a bare minimum that you have to do because everyone else is trying to use this time to their advantage. And this is the one way, the old, one of the few ways people can. And the third way is to like, I, everyone says this about SEO and uh, marketing, but it's to build solid content, to build content that people want to share that, that is immensely uh, useful right now. But like I said, with the adding the coronavirus stuff, it, it's very easy time to create useful content because people are searching. This It's a new kind of world we're in and people are searching for all different types of possibilities in your niche for surviving or just dealing with this situation that we're dealing with. Right. And you know, like um, one of the one of the things which uh, kind of the issues with listening to sort of advice from people is that like it always sounds really great when you're listening to it, but when you're having to actually execute, it just seems to be so much harder. So I'm gonna encourage everywhere to go check out Catsy because Mike is actually working on all the stuff he's talked about at Catsy, and he's you know go check out their content, go check out everything that they're doing, and you're probably going to get a little bit of a secret sauce as well uh, <laughs> yeah. don't look too deep into it just <laughs> just notice that product experience management and this is our one plug for catsies it's immensely uh we're busier than we ever have been because people are taking heed of what i'm saying right now and focusing on their internal processes so they're trying to fix all their content right now all their product data and trying to get it to as many retailers as they can right now because people need to that's the only part of, of a business that's functioning right now is that e-commerce side so people are just crazy focused on this uh, getting their product information out and standardized so um, i'm sure cats could be very beneficial to a lot of people out there too awesome so mike how can people get in touch with you i'm sure they're gonna have some questions or thoughts on what we've been talking about um, sure. You can go to catsy.com. That's C-A-T-S-Y.com to visit Catsy. And my email, if you ever want to reach out to me, or you can check my LinkedIn. But um, 
It's Krinsky, K-R-Y-S-A-I.com. That's my last name.com. And there's my email address there. You can sign up for my newsletters for digital marketing and whatnot. And there's a lot of cool information there too. Awesome. Mike, I think we lost you a little bit there when you were talk- telling us your email address. Do you mind just repeating that one more time, please? Oh, so, sure. It's uh, If you visit my website, krinsky.com, that's K-R-Y-N-S-K-I.com. You can sign up for my newsletter or there's my email address there too and my courses. And there's a lot of information about digital marketing there that would be helpful. Awesome. Hey, it was really, really good having you on the show. And I think we, I, I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Thanks, Mike. I enjoyed it too. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. You're still here, which means you definitely enjoyed that conversation. This is a special COVID-19 e-commerce miniseries to help small business merchants out there get prepared. We're doing a lot more of these, so be the first to know whenever there's a new episode. Just follow DataQ, that's D-A-T-A-C-U-E on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Stay safe out there, everybody. Till next time, this is Sharam.